left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. Happy Thursday morning, the first Thursday of June, as some people are calling it. Hope you all smell good today. Me, producer BBD, cranking it out. Little afternoon Yankees game, so we had to sneak in the Talking Yanks pregame show first. We are off and rolling, and I think we're going to have a special guest in a couple minutes. Hinted at it in a tweet. It's Jeff Passan. We'll see if he answers my call. He might not. And then we're just beefing. So either way, we're going to have good stuff. That's that's a win. We have a way. friend or beef instantly. Uh, Uncle Jeffy, Jeffy P, he hates when I say that. Uh, he's had a huge week of articles. He wrote about Mike Marshall. Uh, it's a whole pitching thing. It was an emotional one about Brian Wayne Galantine, Galantine, Galantine. He did his monthly recap. He did an NFT thing, which I got sucked into last time. So uh, we'll call Uncle Jeff in a couple minutes. Brother Jeff. He's my brother-in-law. Brother-in-law Jeff Passan. Uh, but first, BBD, as we do here, let's do the game of the night. And it was not the Knicks' funeral, unfortunately. That's just a sad game of the night. Um, what people that like sports... And NBA teams that that don't just twist the knife. The Knicks had a great year. Okay, whatever. I'm over it. The game that people are talking about, and it was the game of the night in the NBA. Clippers versus Mavericks. Mavericks won the first two games in L.A. The Clippers won the next two games in Dallas. Lived there, had fun. Game five, tied up at twos. Are the Clippers going to keep it going? Are the... Maverick's going to be healthy enough As it turns out A lot of times with this young man Man, Luka Doncic He steals the show, man In the fourth quarter They are up uh, 93-83 Clippers go on a little bit Of a run to make this game Interesting, Kawhi starts getting it going Paul George makes a couple shots this game down the stretch, Tim Hardaway with the big three. Chris Stapps, they stretch it back out to 10 with 2.13 left on the clock. Reggie Jackson, Kawhi, Kawhi, again, again, again. The Clippers get the ball back. It's 101 to 100. Clippers are down by one. Terrence Mann drives to the basket. He has the layup. He kicked it out. Missed shot. Josh Richardson gets the rebound. That's the game. Or, excuse me, THJ. Josh Richardson was after that. Mavericks win 105-100. to uh, A couple things that make this the game of the night. Luka Doncic, 42-14-8. 6 of 12 from 3. 17 of 37 from the field. That's nuts. Do you know how exhausting that is? To have the ball in your hand all game and either take the shot or make the pass and win? That's nuts. That's nuts. And I saw some stat, and I'm going to slaughter it right now, but with this 40-point game, he has more 40-point playoff games than, like, Patrick Ewing. I think Anthony Davis was on the list. It was a, it was a list of NBA superstars from present day and past. Tim Duncan... Obviously, you know, there's some different stuff in play with today's NBA and how some of those guys played. But the point is Luka's insane. Dallas wins 105-100 to on the road. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 20. No other Dallas Mavericks were in double digits with points. 42 from Luka, 20 from THJ. Nobody else in double digits. Boban played 20 minutes in this game. With, and started. How's that put some lead in your pencil? And then if you're the Clips, you'd like to shoot a little better from the field. I mean, 
Uh, Reggie Jackson has a nice game. Paul George was solid. Kawhi, not his A+, 7-19 to from the field, 1-7 of seven from 3. Uh, in BBD, something else I liked from this series so far, uh, my guy Taco Trey Kirby, uh, who does a bunch of NBA stuff, we, we talked to those guys a little bit, he called this the Hobo Series. Road team wins every game. So I I hope it's not perfect. It should be like the vacationer series or something. Yeah, I don't know. I guess hobo going back used to be like you don't have a home. Well, yeah, you're homeless. I think it's there's no home wins as as just a term to use. But I'm in on Taco Trey using it. The road team has won every game in this. They're going to Game Six uh, in Dallas. So Luca with two shots to close out Kawhi and Paul George. We talked about this a little bit before. How like you know. Either one of these teams is going to be pretty devastated if they lose in the first round, like our Knicks. Uh, BBD, that's the game of the night. The game of the night is brought to you by Dug Out Mugs. Dug Out Mugs. Father's Day is sneaking up. Does it? Father's Day is like a week and a half away now? Not even? I think a week from Sunday. So, yeah, we're like Just a week and a half that. away. We got the Dug Out Mugs on the table. They got a lot of running weekly dumb. Might be two Either way Get a dugout mug It's a baseball bat That holds liquid What do you think you're missing? A baseball bat That holds liquid We got talking baseball Talking Yanks If you've got a favorite player They've got them They're in with the PA They're in with the MLB They've got every team's logo They do personalized ones Dugout mugs Dot com slash discount slash Jake Promo code Jake people Bakers I smell you Where you at I love you Go check them out Dugout mugs 35% off With promo code Jake Dugout mugs are the best We drink out of them literally every day Uh, So go check them out Uh, BBD how are you Thoughts Um not having a great day. Just parking monster got me. Don't like the weather. Knicks are dead. Knicks are dead. Not like full devastated. I'm just like kind of sad, but because it was fun. They were a fun team. I'm more sad about just like they kind of had like uncompetitive games. They like didn't mat. They didn't play yeah. like a meaningful fourth quarter since game two. Yeah. Yeah, no. They I could mean, have lost in five games and if all of them were close and like Randall had a good series and Yeah, it's just you walk away and it's not even just There's a bad, bad taste in your mouth. Like it is a bad taste, but it's not like uh It's just kind of gross. Like it's yeah. not like you know, we said, you know, the Knicks won game one, which they had a chance, they were in that game, they could have done a couple things differently. Frank gets torched on that last possession. But everything else was just dominant And like Trey talked shit every moment And he backed it up pretty much And the Hawks didn't even play good Julius Randle played so bad So it's just You hate to be the Oh well it's still a nice year It really was It really was I mean the New York Knicks were the four seed they're in the best position they've been in organizationally in a very long time. But yeah, you but. just, you know, like what are the Knicks wins from that playoff series? Yeah, other than just R- getting experience. Was RJ okay? I don't know what his like. I'd have were to see the final night. numbers. He wasn't four great. Was was overall pretty good. You IQ get- gets a couple minutes at the end of the series, but mm-hmm. like. That's the thing. I mean, everything that was so positive yeah. about this Knicks season kind of got destroyed in this five-game series. Yeah, no- nothing they showed you that you loved about the team in the regular season came to fruition in the playoffs. And guy, I mean, like Noel was very banged up. If yeah. he was a hundred percent, I wonder how different it Mitch is. Mitch Rob, Mitch Rob just not available. Yeah. That was my one. That was my one. Would Mitch Rob have affected this series? Because Clint Capella was really good. Mm. And Taj was really good in a, as a in a backup right. role. So He's, if you're able to still start Mitch Taj Rob. Gibson's not supposed to be a thirty minute playoff play. guy. Yeah. Um, so okay, that was a little bit of Nick's tears. Let's go to the baseball. That's what a lot of you guys like, and I get it. I like it too. My shirt today says "I love baseball." The John Boy Media Store. 
I uh, I teased it last time, and then I was thinking about it this morning. I, this might be a slightly tighter episode. We're going to go to the Yankee game. Uh, bad weather and all. Should be done. Uh, but last episode, I got in an NFT wormhole. Part of that was because my friend Jeff Passan wrote an article about NFTs. And then he said he was going to make me cry this week. I, I mean, it's, it's JP. He's all over it. So let's give him a shout. And if he doesn't pick up, we're fighting. So we talked about that. Um, he said, I said, I'll give you a shout in five to ten minutes. Talk your big week of articles and whatever else. He said, make it ten. That was ten minutes ago. Do I send like a courtesy? Do I send a courtesy, you good? Or do I just dial it up? Well, I guess since we're here... You think fire it up? I think just fire it up, right? Yeah. yeah. If we were still like doing basketball talk, and you, I would, I'll put the onus I would on him. Say, like, I mean, this is a, a conversation. I was mentally having a conversation with the chat, like you know, kind of rules of engagement, or what they thought would be kosher, uh, but whatever. Let's call Jeff Passon. Dialing his phone number is guys. Come on, you think we're just gonna tell you. Idiots? Come on. Calling Jeff Passon live. Breaking the internet. Jacob. Jeff Passon. What's happening? How are you? Oh, couldn't be better. Yeah. The dream. I mean, come on. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. You wake, wake up every morning and look in the mirror, and this is what you look back at. <laughs> come on. Yeah, I, uh, I have a very similar emotion to that every morning. Uh, <laughs> a lot darker. You know what, Jeff? Yeah, I, both, 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 both of us have overwhelming, unnecessary, unwarranted self confidence. Yeah, nobody, nobody is sure where it came from, but we have it. Um, man, I want to tell you, and I'm sure everyone's told you this, and I, I guess I want to see where your emotions have changed on it. I had a little moment last night where I saw you on the MLB The Show commercial, and I was like, that's cool, man. Like, I, I've obviously flip-flopped on it because I've wanted to hate you being in the commercial, but, dude, that's that's really cool. It, it's cool, but I'm not. Sure. <laughs> like, that's, 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 that's the problem. I, I think I think the the true testament to that commercial working is the fact that people who know me go away from it saying, you know, that's pretty cool. And if something is so cool that it can overwhelm my distinct lack of coolness, then clearly it's doing a good job. So yes, I. I am with you uh, every time I'm sitting around and I hear my own voice. Uh, a few things go through my head. Mm. First, um, wow, it's amazing that this exists. Second, oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to hear myself say swag and drip. Mm. And then, in the end, oh, Jesus, I'm going to watch myself get the weakest dap in the history of that. <laughs> it is not a strong dap. No, there were, <laughs> here's the thing. Like there were at least 20 takes that we did on that one because I was not being forceful enough in saying you ready. Let's do this mm. because I'm not a, I'm not a coach. And I don't have that <laughs> that sort of like, hey, let's go in my in my arsenal. Yeah. And there was this and there was this guy, like the way the whole thing was shot, this guy was walking around all day with a helmet on and an incredibly heavy camera attached to it. <laughs> and that's how we sort of got like the first person perspective. So every time we were doing this, I just I I did like his neck hurt so bad <laughs> just because all day this thing was like I put it on for 10 seconds I was like get this shit off me because it was so heavy and so I was afraid that if I dapped him too hard 
his head was going to fall off. Mm. And I just didn't want to be responsible for that. So we've got the weak dap there. But aside from the swag, the drip, and the dap, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I'd mentally kind of closed it off, and I was like, I'm not going to give Jeff love for this commercial. And then last night I cracked, so... Happy for you. I appreciate that. Happy, Thank you, Jake. Happy for us. Uh, Jeff, I, so I do Wake and Jake twice a week, uh, Mondays, Thursdays normally. And, you know, normally the Monday show, there's a big, you know, the weekend of sports. You, it, it goes all across anything. There's golf. There's everything pops up, always baseball. I stumbled into the NFT conversation and – I saw your article, and then you had your monthly recap article, so it was all sorts of stoked. I was like, okay, uh-huh. let's let's see what Brother Jeff's cracking out in the monthly article. And then you said you were going to make me cry, and then you said you had more coming. So I'm looking at it now. You've got the the Mike Marshall pitching article. You've got the Ballad of Brian Wayne Galantine. Am I saying that right? You are indeed. You're on a roll. All over it. So this is a huge week, Jeff. I, I don't even know where to start with you. Uh, I mean, it's your show, Jake, so please figure it out. <laughs> damn damn it. That's my way of being unprofessional and, and hoping you walk into it. Um, well, let's let's go. Let's do the monthly recap first. Was that was that your idea coming into the season that you wanted to do something like that? Just to, just to highlight things month by month or how, how did that one happen? You, you know what it was? It's called This Month in Baseball. And it's because I was watching this. Like you're too young for this, but there was a show called This Week in Baseball. I remember that. Yeah. You do remember yeah. Quib? Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed that very much uh, growing up, and I wanted to sort of honor it. And uh, th- this came along, and I have no idea if people are reading it, enjoying it, liking it. If you have constructive criticism or just criticism, Jay, by all means, please let me know. Oh. But it's a it's a cool way to look back but also project forward and the the baseball season is so long and and so tortuous that you sometimes get lost in it and if you're at the end of a month and you say what the hell happened this month and so that's the point of of that story which will be a recurring feature hopefully and uh something that i enjoyed writing very much because it allows me to hit on small subjects and big subjects. You know, I can look at Otani and, and why he's doing what he's doing and talk about Tatis and, and Vlad Jr. But uh, also, you know, dig through some stuff in the minor leagues that the, the casual fan may not have seen because he or she isn't, you know, paying attention to, to the daily goings-on of the hundred you know, 20 teams that are played in the minor leagues right now. Yeah. So, uh, that was, a that's a fun one to write. No, I was, that, that was kind of the part that I guess surprised me because everything in, in a non suck up way. I mean, yeah, Vladdy, Tatis, the, the juniors that had to be talked about. Um, the best maze since Willie, uh, you know, I thought that was a B minus joke out of you. I I expect. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna be better ones coming. Uh, okay, I I did expect a little better, but yeah, your your prospect thing at the end, those were kind of deep cuts. Like outside of Hunter Green, I mean, those other guys, you know, you had some low A dudes in there and stuff, and I was like, all right, we're doing some deep cut baseball. I had a guy named John Kenzie. Anytime <laughs> you can include a guy named John Kenzie, I I feel like you have to. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's go. Let's go to the NFTs, because I'm sure you have much more well thought out ideas on this than me. I I actually am closer to liking NFTs after reading your article. I really like the uh, the Gary V quote comparing it to '90s 2000s FIFA. That obviously spoke to me as a as a uh-huh. loser boy that played a lot of video games. So. Should we be all in? On, should I be buying NFTs? Should I be just telling people they're cool? I, I still don't really know I what actually, to think. I, I actually had a very interesting moment last night. And, and it didn't... So I'm probably... Well, not probably. I'm too old for a lot of things. Mm. And, and I sometimes wonder if I'm too old for NFTs. Like, I'm not too old for crypto. Like, definitely own cryptocurrency. Enjoy following my account. 
and and riding the wave there. But NFTs, it's always been like, what's the freaking point of having something that you can't physically, tangibly hold? Like, I've always right. struggled with that as somebody who grew up with baseball cards. But last night, and, and I swear I'm not trying to, to plug this right now, and it's, and it's a little bit um, askew a from NFTs, but, but related. Uh, I am down uh, in what my, my eldest son calls uh, the, the secondary dungeon of our home, mm. which is the basement. And he's sitting there playing the show, and opening some some packs of cards, uh, you know, hoping to to get a, a good gold player or whatever, sure. and and shows me these reams of cards that he has that he can't sell because you know normally quick selling cards stuff like that can't sell these cards. And I'm like, well, God, that's got to be annoying. And he looks at me and he's like, you know, not really. It's just like any collection, right? I have all these different cards and. You like some of them and you don't like others. What about your boxes of baseball cards where you've got all kinds of trash cards that, you know, you, you don't want, but you still keep them anyway. And that really spoke to me. Like I, I heard him say that and I'm like, God, you're right. And, and you can look at a digital collection of something as still being a collection just because you can't sit there and hold it doesn't mean that it's not something tangible or that it's not something meaningful to you. And that's what NFTs are trying to do. They're trying to bring meaning, I think, to a sport that for a lot of people, uh, it lacks that right now. And in that meaning and that idea of, of being part of something and having something unique potentially, I think speaks to everyone on, on a lot of levels. Um, is, is it going to work? Are NFTs going to be the thing that bring people back to baseball? I kind of doubt it, but is it another way that the sport can, can market itself and can do cool things? Yes. And, and that's the whole point, right? Like baseball is too great of a game to have as limited an audience as it does. And if you can use anything, if you can leverage anything to expand that audience, by all means, that's awesome. It's why, you know, it's like, it's why you guys succeeding the way that you have has been so good for the sport because baseball did not have anybody on YouTube who was really speaking to a broad and general audience before you guys came along. And now it's got that. Yeah. I'm glad you ended with a compliment. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't know, that's obviously, as you mentioned, you, you get older and sometimes it's tough to just <laughs> chew on something and figure out what it is, but I, I really liked, you know, the fact that it can kind of be interactive. Like, I think the, the Yermin Mercedes 3-0 homer, you know, you talked about that could be a one-of-one one and, and you can have uh, Yermin, like, comment on it or something. I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't fully get it, but I do know that story would speak to someone. And I, I think yeah. people are trying to get into the tangible part of it of not being able to hold it. But if you say, I'm the only person that has this and Yermin says something and you tell the story about it, that's how people get interested in anything. Never mind sports, but yeah, especially baseball. Are you going to buy an NFT, Jake? I'm interested. I'm interested. Um, I didn't like that they timed it with Lou Gehrig's day. I thought that was kind of weird. Like I, I know you're, you're very much in the web, so you don't have to comment on that if you don't want to, but it just seemed like two things that should have never crossed paths. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess that's, that's a mental hurdle for me a little bit, but, um, eh, I, 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 I just come to expect very little of large corporations. Well said, well said. <laughs> Um, all right, and so I read those two articles, Flex, because um, that's not something I do a lot. Uh, I haven't read the the Mike Marshall or the Brian Wayne Galantine article, so I, I will let you feed me into uh, what people listening to this should be looking for in the, those. The Mike, the Mike Marshall story, I'll, I'll, I'll do that one quickly. Mike Marshall won the 1974 Cy Young. People know him as the guy who 
through 106 games in a season and uh, was uh, like one of the last great screwball pitchers. Um, he was a lot more than that. He was a wildly eccentric, um, brilliant guy who had theories about pitching that were decades ahead of their time. I remember the first time I saw Mike Marshall, I went down, I was, you know, it was early on in my time at Yahoo. I think it was 2007. And I went down to Zephyr Hills, Florida, which is home of Zephyr Hills water. And it, uh, it's really not known for a whole lot else. And he just lived in this shitty place. <laughs> and for and for ten bucks a day, the training fee, and ten bucks a day for like a ramshackle room, uh, kids would go. I say kids, they, you know, there were there were some guys pushing thirty years old there. Uh, would go and live at Mike Marshall's place and train with him. And the training was absurd. The way they threw a baseball was hilarious. You should absolutely go watch video of a Mike Marshall pitcher because you will laugh your face off and say, what is this? But this guy who was convinced that he was going to end pitching injuries in baseball, um, despite all of the brilliant ideas he had, just never made it back to, uh, you know, to organized baseball because he was so stubborn and so off-putting. And it was, you know, he, he lived this very interesting baseball life that I tried to capture in that story. And the other one, I you know, I'm not going to give it away uh, too much because I said that it would maybe make you cry. Mm. And I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to potentially ruin that. I don't okay. want to build it up. I don't want to let anything out. I just want to, I want to see where you're, uh, where your emotions are at right now, Jake. God, yes, <laughs> you and me both. When was the last time you cried? Hmm. <laughs> Probably like six weeks ago. Okay. Okay. I have to look back. It's it's not it's not a uh, it's not, it's not a commonplace thing. Sure. But it's a, it's a place it's a place I'm not afraid to go to. Right. Where should you be? If if it's there, yeah, take it. Yeah, no, we're a we're an emotional company over here. Me and me and Jim are both pretty big criers. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially, uh, well, nobody kind of is yet. And maybe here you go. Here's I'll just feed you another article. Whoops. I think growing up in Italian families. And watching uh-huh. Joe Torre cry after <laughs> a lot of Yankee stuff, yeah, I, I think that had an effect on us. I really do. So you think that you're a crier because Joe Torre modeled that good behavior? So I I wouldn't say that's the exact reason why we're a crier, but it op- <laughs> I actually Jeff, my friend, my friend Jimmy just popped in the room and he's saying yes, yes. Okay. Hello. That is the exact reason I'm a crier. My my mom used to pause the, or point at Joe Torre and say, "See that real men cry when they're sad or they're happy," and then that's the exact reason I'm a crier. Is, is that a true story? Your mom actually one hundred percent and said, yeah. "Real men cry." Yep. Or if Bruce Springsteen cried uh, at a concert, she would say, "See that? So real men, real men show their emotions." It's an Italian old man thing. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's a good mom right there, actually. Yeah. Like, I I, I appreciate the lessons of Mrs. O'Brien. Yeah, and I, mean, and I think, I, I feel like a headline, Joe Torre taught me to cry and an accompanying story would be fantastic. If you want to write it, I'm uh, I'm ready and willing to comment. Well, Joe Torre didn't cry. teach me to cry, though. Sorry, you well, you cry. can write it on me. You know, maybe you write a book. Yeah, I am not going to write a book about you. <laughs> Here's Jake. Says he's not writing a book on me. I'm I'm sorry about that. Sometimes, you know, okay. you get nothing to, to apologize for. I said, listen, I, I, no, you probably should apologize for that. Actually, yeah, that, that's warranted. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, Jeff, I told you 10-15. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest? Any any other baseball stuff you got going on or any teases when, for the people? When's this, I, I have two things. Number one, when's this, gonna, when's this posting? It's posting today on Thursday? So, yeah, it's it's posting today. Uh, All right. There's a story that's going to – I have another story at the end of this busy week that's going to be running tomorrow that you will very much enjoy. It's a very – it's a very uh, – hmm. A very internet story. Okay, takes me back to my takes me back to my days at Yahoo when I always was trying to take advantage of the seeing America's homepage, and by America's homepage, I mean Yahoo's audience. Was yeah, just the worst. It was the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is this is a very this is a story for people who are very online, and. Uh, Number two, how uh, how you feel about your Yankees? Man, it's uh, hard out here in the streets, isn't it? Yeah, it's a sick sport, Jeff. We're all sickos at heart. I mean, they rolled out a lineup Tuesday that just was laughable, and they lost four straight, and then. They end up winning that game. They win yesterday, and now it's Garrett Cole to win three out of four against the Rays, uh, mm-hmm. who had who had been the best team in baseball with Boston coming to town this weekend. So, uh, I don't know. I, I I'm still feeling good about it. the uh, The center field stuff is kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I I don't think they can end the season with. Yeah, I love Brett Gardner, but you know we've seen him wear out, and he's having a tough season already. So, outside of that, the pitching's been good. The bullpen's been great, and a couple of guys in the lineup you believe are going to figure it out. I, and I guess the other thing is, in the AL right now, I'm, I mean, okay, Red Sox bulletin board stuff—they still don't scare me. Scare me, Houston, mm-hmm. Houston, and the White Sox. I think are. Very good baseball teams, and I'm I'm nervous about them. But as far as a baseball season goes, I I think it's funny that you know we're about sixty games in, which was all of last season, and we're just riding the roller coaster. I I think they're going to be good. The hitting was scary for a while though, but that's kind of all around baseball. Yeah, I was going to say, seems like hitting is hard these days. <laughs> yeah. the, the center, like the center field thing is. Like that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just you know, I mean, could they theoretically go get Starling Marte? I suppose it's it's why you know it, it's a big part of the reason why when I was on ESPN, it just got a little traction. I was on ESPN a couple of days ago talking about you know potential upgrades, and I brought Trevor Story's name up. Right. Um, yeah, that got that got the people hot, but, Jeff. Cause, cause a little little hullabaloo. <laughs> the kids will, I don't know what kids say that. Um, it, that to me, and, and when Gio Urshela played shortstop, I, I felt like that was a little bit of validation there. This was this was less about um, like getting rid of Labor Torres. It was an acknowledgement that I just don't think long term he's a shortstop. Right. I just don't. Yeah. Um, and 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 it was and it was an acknowledgement too that I think the Yankees are going to be in the shortstop market this winter. Okay, uh, is, Trevor Sto- is Trevor Story the right guy right now? He might not be. I mean that that was uh, that was speculative uh, more than hey uh, I'm hearing the Yankees are in on Story right now, but they need a bat, and Story is. Phenomenal defensively, and and what would you know? Especially when Luke Voigt comes back, how do you how do you shift that around? Who sits? Uh, that's a tough thing to do. But when when you're scuffling, talent plays, talent wins, and I I just look at that and think to myself, Are the Yankees really going to let the luxury tax threshold get in the way of this? Um, in in the way of burning another prime year of coal another prime year of Judge, you know, the first year of LeMahieu's deal. Like, all, all of these things are very, very pertinent to the situation. 
and I maybe it was as much my um, my faith in the Yankees organization, perhaps misplaced considering what they've done at recent deadlines, but my faith that winning there still is of the utmost importance and they're not going to look at a season like this and let it get away from them just because there's a positional crunch somewhere. But that's not what you do. If you can go out and get the best player on the market, you get yourself into the postseason and hope that you hit a heater there and, and can run through with, uh, you know, with Cole doing what Cole does and, and hopefully the, the pitching complementing it uh, the rest of the way, then that's something that you go and you take that shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, they've when they've been under the cap, they've stayed under. But I guess you know, I wonder what their ticket projections and stuff like that were. If they're going to beat that out yep. money wise, and also yep. the the CBA could totally change, and all that, <laughs> all of Bad. that could be gone. So, hundred percent, but hundred uh, percent. I mean, if if the if the competitive balance tax threshold continues to be a thing, and I, I don't believe that it's going away. Uh, there'll be some sort of variation on it. The number's going to be way higher. And it, as long as it's up there, that's going to give the Yankees the room that they need to spend, but still potentially stay under. So going over right now, the, the cost simply uh, it is not significant enough in either dollars or penalties uh, to preclude them from doing that. Well, I hope... I hope you're right. We, uh, as as Yankees, speaking for Yankee fans, we kind of can't dream that yet. <laughs> but if if it happens, it's it's for, it's it's, for, it's frustrating too. I get yeah. it. Yeah, like, I understand. I understand. In COVID, you know, teams got hammered, and I'm not sure that team got hammered as bad as the Yankees did. Uh, but that was after years and years and years of the Yankees crushing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, bad years happen, and it sucks when they do. But uh, nobody is nobody is crying tears for the New York Yankees' financial situation. No, you, uh, yeah. If you if you those people that got sparked during the the Trevor story, ESPN hullabaloo. Yeah, if you bring yeah, up, sorry guys, didn't I didn't mean to <laughs> didn't mean to do that to you. You were good. You were good. You you delivered it right. I listened to the phrasing. You didn't say, you know, sources or rumors. You were saying it's an interesting conversation, and it is. Yeah. And it I is. wonder if this is a fit. It <laughs> might not be a fit, but I, I think it is a very fair thing to wonder. And and to talk about Torres at shortstop and the shortcomings and the positive things as well. I mean, you know, the, the defensive metrics are sort of all over the place. Um, you know, DRS loves him. Uh, excuse me, UZR loves him. DRS sort of ant on him. And out above average is a little more than ant on him. And I, I don't trust defensive metrics entirely. Um, but I definitely know the ones that agree with me are the ones I like better. Because that's how science and math works. Amen. Amen. That's how we operate here. Um, <laughs> Jeff, it's great hearing from you, man. I I like talking baseball with you. I, I enjoy talking baseball with you too, Jake. Whoa. It's quite enjoyable. And uh, I appreciate you uh, I appreciate you giving me uh, a ton of notice for this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your, 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 your planning skills are unparalleled. Jeff, I'm so dumb. Um, I'll... No. I have a story that I'll I'll actually tell you offline. How about that? I'll keep I'll keep the people waiting. Um, Sounds great. I I, I hit up a a pretty like a kind of a big deal athlete one time like fifteen minutes before going to record. It was just like, hey, you're around, and then I was like, you're so dumb, Jake, so dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little into my head. And, 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 and was he? Uh no, no, they were very nice, but they were just they were just like, no, man, that's that's not how this works. Uh so and, and, and you know what and you know what? That's that's the difference between me and a big time athlete. You hit yeah. a big time athlete up and say, Hey, you were out in fifteen minutes and the response is no. You hit me up and you're like, Hey, you were out in fifteen minutes? Sure. Ready yeah, to go. Sucker. 
the Absolutely. O- the only difference between you and a lot of the athletes on the field is what I say. Um, Jeff, thank you. We'll uh, hopefully we'll link up with you in Denver, and we'll probably talk to you before then. Looking forward to it. See you, uh, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. How about that? How about sneaking a little thirty minutes with brother Jeff? Oh, him one. What do you think, baby day? Love Jeff. Good guy. Nice guy. He's a good guy. I like when he puts the screws into Trev a little bit. Uh, we'll have to set something up. I mean, that was kind of funny. We did winter meetings, and he kind of roasted me for a little bit, and he was really distracted. He was, like, mm-hmm. doing winter meeting stuff. That was the most, like, baseball baseball I think I've talked with him. Yeah. And that was cool. That was cool. Um, we'll uh, we'll have to do something talking. I feel like usually when we're point. talking to him, we're kind of talking about like media angle of stuff and yeah, couple jabs across the table, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, thanks to all the bakers, and if there's any new bakers here, um, that was fun. And again, all all of this being built together and attached allowed that to happen. That's pretty cool. That's the <clears throat> ESPN's baseball dude coming in here and chatting with us. I was very, I was, I was very happy we got to talk a little bit about uh, the CBA stuff because I've been wondering because I, I have no read on what's going to really change. He probably doesn't either, but like he's closer he's than we are. He's heard stuff. He he's, knows what people, what some people on both sides would be asking for, so he has a much better guess than we do. Yeah, and that's. Because that is going to be one of the big talking points Is the You know teams use it as a salary cap So I wonder what kind of Loopholes and different Mm. terms They work in Because I think it's only the Dodgers Over it right now right I think so So yeah I mean that would uh, Yeah I think I think like kind of nobody's happy with the way it's Currently constructed So like don't know what their solution Is going to be but yeah, well, that was great. We had John Boy hop in for a little bit. We talked crying, talked NFTs. I mean, that's covering the board. That's covering the board. Mike Marshall, Mike Marshall. Yeah, I'm. In, I I am interested to read that. Uh, I mean, when you tell me when you tell me there's someone training people, and they're doing it a totally weird way. Yeah, I watched. I, wa- I watched one video on YouTube, and the throw was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anything we can take to the Blitzball streets? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you'll. I think there will be. You'll be breaking out the Mike Marshall. Okay. That's <laughs> that <laughs> is big news. Uh, so again, that was Brother Jeff, the best. The best. Uh, so that kind of covers baseball. BBD, I don't know. We kind of had a mini funeral. Do we need to finish off anything with the Knicks? I mean, mm. they got beat last night. Yeah, and, like, they there'll be a awful. full episode of talking Knicks soon. Yeah. I haven't even. All right, I'll bring myself to look at the box score. I kind of didn't see. I think it was technically Randall's best game. Maybe I don't. I have to look. It was. It, if anyone didn't watch the uh, the Knicks, they got rolled up by the Hawks. You probably saw Trey Young highlights. You saw that. Julius Randle had been so good for the Knicks this year He basically got doubled every possession And he looked like he had no idea what to do Like there was And like the few times he got He had like a chance to go like just one-on-one on on Trey And like just didn't do it 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 was the definition of when you hear coaches talk about You don't want players Oh no, this wasn't his good game (laughs) Game four he technically has a nice looking box score You hear coaches say you don't want your players thinking out there. You just want them to go, not think, knee-jerk reactions. Julius Randle was thinking so much. Um, felt bad. Hey, a lot of their first playoff series and stuff like that, so hopefully hopefully that's all it was. Um, I don't know. Were there any other scores last night? We did Mavericks, Clippers. The other conversations are more fun for tonight's games mm. a little bit. Lakers uh, face an elimination. Yeah, let's uh, let's start wrapping it up. Yeah, BBD. we got stuff we got to do. Uh, Bakers again. Thank you guys for helping set all this up. 
Uh, we're up to two four subs on the YouTube, I believe. Two five, three, ten million. A couple extra stops today. <coughs> Bakers, I ask you to bake the algorithm. What's that mean? You're saying. Like, comment, share, review. Rising tides raise all ships. Anything you do that interrupts, interacts with YouTube and the algorithm, that helps. So be interactive. I want you to be. Uh, so some comments from last episode. I'm going to the YouTube uh, comments. Uh, this is Talon the Hand said, Every time Jake says the real ones makes me think of the Iron Sheik. Hmm. I don't fully get that. Do you get that? No. What is the Iron Sheik? I'm interested. Okay. So we'll look into that. Uh, we had a nice nice comment. Show makes my one hour of work way better. And then they said, screw NFTs. Uh, so many bag holders. Is that people that lose money? I think oh. the people like just like getting like getting all of just them. Just attaining all of it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good NFT comments. I think this is the same guy. Um and then one person said, bake me up, Scotty. That's Tom. Tom BFL, is that what that says? Ye BFL. Uh, so thank you, guys. Thanks for baking the algorithm with me. Uh, like, comment, review, share. Tell them Jeff Passan talked about crying. So there's that. Uh, and BBD, that brings us to the bro of the night. Uh, the bro of the night goes to someone who... Had an outstanding performance or, or did something that Some st- noteworthy stood out, stood out for whatever reason. Um, I think I'm gonna do a weird one, baby day. I think I'm gonna give the Hawks a little bit of credit, and I think I'm gonna give a member of the Hawks credit that probably a lot of people wouldn't expect. You'd expect Trey Young, I gave him one. A couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. He's gotten one this year. Trey does his thing. Bow to the crowd, sure. Clint Capella had a couple big games. Basketball people know Clint. Clint. Not him. Comments yesterday. I thought about Bogdan. Because I do like him. He shoots. <laughs> he is ready to shoot. <laughs> there is not a shot on the court he doesn't like. I think that's... I don't know how you quantify that as a skill... Like, there's some players, you see them when they shoot a three, they're comfortable, but if they shoot a mid-range shot, they're not. Or, like, a baseline floater. Mm. Or like, Bogdan, he's open, and he's shooting, and it looks good. And any space he's... Trey Young, you mentioned this, is... He's not... He's never going to be a good NBA defender. It's just how it works. He's slide of frame. He's going to be so talented on offense and makes up for it. He's not a good defender. So you need good defenders around him. Capella protects the 10. Guy that stood out to me, DeAndre Hunter on the Hawks. Uh, He was on Virginia. You probably remember him from there. I believe he was ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He might have been National Defensive Player of the Year. I forget. I don't think so. At least, yeah. He he was a top pick in the draft. I think he was the fourth pick when Mm -hmm. Barrett was three. Right after. So, you know, athletes think about that stuff. We know that. He played some really good defense. Um, and he's, whatever this Atlanta Hawks team turns into going forward with Trey Young, they are going to need defenders. And you always hear 3 and D. And I think Hunter's, Hunter's got some basketball ability on offense. But he is a talented defender. He's strong. Uh, he's, you know, a wing. I, I would guess he's listed 6'7", 235, something like that. He's Built, athletic, he played really good defense. I think he was a lot of the reason Randall got bothered, and I think this Hawks team going forward, when we start talking about them in future playoff series and we talk about them in the regular season, like there's a formula to winning. Trey Young is going to run your offense through him. Capella, the big guy that rolls. We'll see if he hangs or he doesn't. Bogdan, <laughs> he's going to score. DeAndre Hunter's their defensive guy. If if there isn't guy, if there isn't all, if there aren't already out there when they're like a full good team next right. year, there's gonna be a bunch of nerdy articles about like DeAndre Hunter is what makes their team work. 
Like he takes they, whatever the next step shut, is. He shuts down the opposing team's best player. They said it about Clay for years with Golden State. Clay also was pretty special on offense, and people ignored that yeah. a little bit. Uh, but it kind of goes back. I said this about Dylan Brooks before. Like Dylan Brooks, DeAndre Hunter, those are winning basketball players. Uh, so how about a little love to him? BBD? Giving it to the Don. The Don. Donovan Mitchell. I thought the Don. He, uh, he took over the game first stretch. Utah eliminates Memphis, moves on in five games. He scores 30 points on 11 of 16. Um, five of eight from three, 10 assists. Really good, really efficient. <laughs> he They won all the games he played in. Yeah, He's <laughs> I like that. I like that. I forgot when I started talking that he didn't play game one and right. that's the game they lost. And his highlights were gross, man. Um, some of the shots he made, he made a three over Valanciunas to end the second half. I think he was like 10 of 13, or the first half, 10 of 13 shooting. Just made everything. And, yeah, I mean, the Don, again, with COVID year and the, the NBA season being a little shorter. I mean, mm. was it nine games shorter? Is that it? Yeah, I guess it wasn't by much. But enough to that we noticed. You know, they were the one seed in the West. Donovan Mitchell, he's the best player on that team. Like, there's a lot of other good guys. Gobert's great at what he does. Um, Royce O'Neal can buckets. Love that. Um, the other, the other Bogdan or Bogdanovich or mm-hmm. Boy- Boyan. I, I, I screw that up, and I feel so <laughs> I dumb and American. Ugh. Yeah, the, <laughs> they have it. essentially Hate the it. same first name and last name. <laughs> no, so like, I know it's not on me, but it is on me. Um, they're really good, but man, the Don. And like, shout out to John ja Morant because good, but like I think the, the the Grizzlies are like here now. They're developing. Yes. I've said it before. They, right. They're kind of just developing their guys away. And John ja Morant, like most of the year, we've you know there's a natural. He was two. RJ was three. We just did this with with DeAndre Hunter. There's a natural comparison there. And most of the year we thought we, you know, we've been keeping tabs on him in our basketball group chats. Like, yeah, he kind of can't shoot. Five and nine from three last night. So he's good. Okay, we're logging off. Um, man, we're going to the Yankees game. Lakers Suns, keep track of that. They're playing tonight. Um, and if the Lakers win, they'll play tomorrow. So much stuff on John Boy Media Compound. John Boy Jake TV, we played. You're going to want to check that out. That's a good time. Mansplain Baseball. JJR yesterday, talking Yanks, talking Nets, talking baseball. Chris Rose rotation. Castellanos, right? I'm excited for that. Thanks to Jeff Passon. Tweet at Jeff Passon. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Enjoy sports. Bobby Skinner just texted me. John Madden just died. So if that's true, we're very sad. Or if that's Bobby Skinner prank, I'm sorry. But you might have known now. <laughs>